With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast following Iowa's 38-14 season opening, 2019 season opening win over Miami. And I would say at halftime, and I certainly can't speak for you, so I'll speak for myself, when Iowa was ahead 10-7. to I'd been out working in the yard today, and I was a little sweaty, so I thought that was a good time to take a shower. And I was just thinking, A, um, gambling is now legal in Iowa. And it was just another reminder of, boy, this <laughs> gambling's not my thing. And I wouldn't want to have money on this game. And I was thinking about my pick in the Hawkeye Nation picks when I picked Iowa to cover. I'm like, man, I know better than that. Iowa in its first game, oftentimes sluggish offensively. And they certainly were. That first half, Iowa had, again, 10 points. Uh, a couple hundred yards, 202 yards. They weren't, they weren't horrible. They weren't Michigan State against Tulsa horrible. They weren't Minnesota against South Dakota State horrible. They weren't Nebraska against South Alabama or whomever Nebraska played today horrible. They weren't Northwestern against Stanford horrible. But it wasn't great. It was ragged. Ragged's the term that I settled on. 202 yards. And then in the third quarter, Iowa finished with 372 yards. 170 yards in that third quarter. And when everything was said and done, and the game is over, I'm going to go through some statistics here that may surprise you. Iowa, 465 yards of total offense. Now, in this day and age of offensive football. It's not going to set any records. But they threw for 252 and they ran for 213. That's really good. That's that is a Kirk Ferentz dream when you have over 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing. Iowa averaged 5.2 yards per carry in this game. I'm going to give you some numbers later on relative to some of those games I just mentioned of other teams from the Big Ten I saw from week one. Remember, Iowa ran for 5.2 yards per carry on 41 carries, and they gained 213 yards. Um, All five of Iowa's top five receivers caught a pass in this game. Five different Hawkeyes scored. Makai Sargent had 14 carries for 91 yards, 6.5 yards per carry. Torn Young, 9 carries for 48, and he averaged 5.3. Tyler Goodson, the third running back in the game, not Ivory Kelly Martin, but Tyler Goodson, true freshman, as Kirk Ferentz likes to say, he's in the Army now. I don't think that was just one of four games that you'll see him in to keep his redshirt unless he gets hurt. I think he's in. The number of wide receiver targets for this game, 
is 19 per the official statistics. Now, I don't have recent year statistics for that stat in front of me. But I couldn't tell you the last time Iowa had 19 wide receiver targets in a game. I, I don't know when it would have been. Maybe a decade. Uh, obviously, when you don't have TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, your wide receivers are going to have more targets. But Iowa's wide receiver core for much of the Ferentz era has been, let's just be nice since it's week one, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Uh, it was not underwhelming in this game. Although, uh, I mean, I think Amir Smith-Marset needs to do a better job after the ball's in the air trying to get to the ball. And granted, he was held a lot in this game. But don't don't go with the histrionics of throwing up your hands and trying to draw calls. Go so go try and get the football. And no, I mean, Nate Stanley was 21 of 30 in this game for 252 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. I wouldn't say that he was great. Ball placement issues, which have plagued him in his career, they were still on display in this game. Nico Regani had a very uh, a, a nice 45-yard reception that if he would have been hit in stride and didn't have to wait on it, he would have scored. Instead, he was tackled around the four. And if you do that against a defense like Wisconsin, maybe you only get three instead of seven. Iowa did wind up getting seven in this game. Makai Sargent with 65 yards on four receptions. Very, very good. Oliver Martin's first catch as a Hawkeye on his second play as a Hawkeye. Touchdown. Brandon Smith also caught a fade for a touchdown. Iowa averaged, so let me get my calculator out and do some math. They had 30 passing attempts and 252 yards receiving. So 252 divided by 30. They averaged 8.4 yards per attempt. In the Kirk Ferentz era, that's high. That's high. And really, for any program, if you're averaging over eight yards per attempt, you're feeling really good about that. So again, this this game that seemed ragged offensively for Iowa, they they held the ball for thirty five for thirty six minutes. They averaged eight point four yards per attempt. They had twenty six first downs. They were nine of fourteen on third down. They averaged six point five yards per play, and. 5.2 yards per rush as I mentioned before they were 6 of 6 in scoring from the red zone and they had one turnover that looked like Brady Ross trying to lateral the ball back to Nate Stanley after he was stacked up on third and short something he'll never do again if that's ragged and rough give me ragged and rough every day of the week now there were some things during that game that you know kind of frustrated me like the thir- the third and short yard stuff that Iowa stacks the box or invites a stacked box with their personnel groupings and, and Iowa struggles on those. But there was much more to be excited about and pleased about than not. And again, think back to many Iowa first games through the years. I mean, Dace and I talking on our podcast this week. Yeah, Iowa probably wins this game 30-7, to something like that's what we said. They'll, they'll, they'll probably come out looking a little rusty, do better in the second half. So the, the game kind of went to script, but it was better. This offense performed better than what I thought. And oh, by the way, they did that for the most part without Alaric Jackson at left tackle. And he went off the field in crutches and seeing the video of him going off the field in crutches, not positive. This is probably a 
let's have an MRI and see how bad the damage is. And it's either, this is my speculation. It's one of those things where you're hoping for a sprain and being out six, seven, eight weeks, or it's something worse than that. I'll be surprised if it's anything better than that. And again, this is just my pure speculation from nearly four decades of watching football. But I am not a doctor, so I hope that I'm. I hope that my diagnosis from my couch is wrong on this one. Over on the defensive side, if there's anything that was maybe a cause for concern, it's that Miami's freshman quarterback was able to hit as many plays as he did. Um, Iowa's secondary wasn't great. That said, Miami, they didn't have to really drive the field for their second of their two touchdowns because they got the ball on the Brady Ross fumble. You go up here and look at uh, the drives on that. Miami's touchdown drive, they inherited the ball um, at their own 40. Yeah, their own 40-yard line, 10 plays, 60 yards. Their other touchdown was 10 plays, 70 yards. Iowa made them go at least 10 plays on two drives. It's what Norm Parker always wanted because he says that most quarterbacks in college aren't going to be able to do that on you more than two times a game, and they did it two times. And that second one was a short field. So the secondary didn't look great, but Iowa allowed 14 points. I mean... Not going to kick them out of bed for eating crackers there. Um, Iowa's defense held Miami to just 2.4 yards per carry on 25 yards. Um, South Dakota State ran all over Minnesota. Ran all over Minnesota. Northern Iowa did not run against Iowa State. But Iowa State didn't run against Northern Iowa either. I forgot to mention them earlier. So, you know, Iowa held Miami to 4 of 12 on third downs. Just 11 first downs for the game. Held them to 52 plays, 4.7 yards per play. And an average yards per completion, since I brought that up for Iowa, let's see what Miami's was. 186 divided by 27 is 6.8. You'll take that. And Iowa had an interception. Miami had the ball for just 24 minutes. There was just one sack, and that was great to see Imani Jones on that sack. My gosh, he was shot out of a cannon. But, John, A.J. Epinesa didn't didn't get a sack. A.J. Epinesa was double teamed on at least two-thirds of the plays. And I think he played every he played most every snap except for the last series uh, that Miami had the ball. He was double teamed on the majority of the plays in this game, and that is going to open things up for other people. And yet he still did a really good job with his containment responsibilities. I could see him out there. I could see the growth in his play of containment from last year to this year. Totally could see it. It's almost like I was I, I could I could hear his thinking in his head of everything he learned from Parker Hesse. He that was a much more mature football player out there mentally in AJ Epinesa. 
No, he didn't get the highlight reel flash. And you may see less of that this year because of the attention that he's going to draw. But he still was disruptive and he still held his edge. Iowa plays team concept defense. So don't be discouraged that A.J. didn't show up on the highlight reels. He was a factor in this game. When you're drawing two offensive linemen on most every play you're out there, that's advantage for you. They didn't run at his side hardly at all. I, I just... This was a good win for Iowa. This is, you know... I've been doing Hawkeye Nation since 2001, started doing the Rivals thing, the original Rivals back in 1999. So I've been like, you know, covering Iowa, if you will, whether it's in person or from a couch, for over two decades. And I've been watching them for nearly four. And certainly let's just stick with the Ference era. This was a, this was a pretty good opener, folks. It's a pretty good opener. Yeah, there's stuff to clean up. But boy, you, you sure you sure would like to be Iowa as opposed to Purdue. And what I what Iowa has to clean up isn't fundamental. If if Alaric Jackson didn't get hurt, man, I would feel like on cloud nine actually after this game. Tyler Linderbaum, holy crap! What a he wasn't perfect, but what a game that guy is mean. He's a redshirt freshman starting center who I don't think will be a four-year starter at center, even though he could be, because I think the NFL will come calling for that kid. Man, is he good. And and the players that Iowa brought in the offensive line, they shuffled around. They brought Wirfs over to, to left tackle. They had the Paulson twins starting at guard. Then they brought a couple of other guys in, Cody Ince and um, was it Schrock or Schuick? Sorry, I got that one wrong. They did good. They did a really good job. Nate Stanley wasn't knocked around all that much in this game. Let's take a quick break for a sponsor. Hey, Hawkeye Nation, right now at Flooring America, save store-wide on beautiful, long-lasting floors like high-performance resistive carpets and waterproof luxury vinyl. Plus, buy with 36 months, interest-free financing now at Flooring America in Clive, Ankeny, and Mason City. Like I talked about before, we, we just went down Iowa's stat sheet, and... I had mentioned some other teams. Nebraska against the South Alabama Jaguars. Nebraska, what was it? Um, Let me go back here. Nebraska's, they had like, what, two defensive touchdowns, I think, in this game? They scored 35 points. Two of those touchdowns were defensive touchdowns. Adrian Martinez, 13-22 for 178 yards passing, zero touchdowns, one interception. And he had 13 carries for six yards. Holy cow. Nebraska ran for 98 yards on 44 carries. They averaged 2.2 yards per carry. That's not good. Uh, what about Northwestern against Stanford? This is not a good Stanford team. It's it's not a Stanford of three, four, five years ago. I'm not saying they're horrible. They're just not all that good. Northwestern averaged 2.8 yards per carry. TJ Green actually looks pretty salty at quarterback. Hunter Johnson does not look like he's found a clue yet. They didn't look very good. What about Minnesota? Minnesota averaged 3.1 yards per carry against South Dakota State. 
on 42 carries. South Dakota State averaged 5.1 yards per carry. Now, these numbers are somewhat similar to what Iowa did or didn't do against North Dakota State a couple of years ago. I think North Dakota State had over 200 yards rushing against Iowa. So I'm not ready to write the Gophers off, but for the people thinking or worried about Iowa and what they saw Iowa offensively, I'm telling you, man, there's other fan bases that would be be far more worried. Michigan State, Iowa doesn't play them, I know, this year. Michigan State averaged 2.7 yards per carry against Tulsa. 40 carries, 108 yards. Now, they held Tulsa to an average of negative 2.9 yards rushing. Negative 73 yards rushing on 25 carries. Good grief. And Purdue. Purdue 3.3 yards rushing against Nevada. 29 carries for 96 yards. Nevada averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Now, obviously, Purdue's going to be a team that throws it against you. What about Iowa State? Iowa's opponent in a couple of weeks. They did not look that great against Northern Iowa. However, you know better than to sleep on the clones. So what I'm saying is Iowa's rough day i was ragged day or rusty day or whatever yeah that first half they were ragged and rusty but that second half 265 yards of offense that's fantastic F- folks ask me where was ivory kelly martin I-, I don't know if he got hurt recently but kirk ferentz not long ago said he's healthy i think tyler goodson's passed him up i, I think tyler goodson Maybe it's a, hey, they think that Goodson and, and IKM are, are similar. Play the young kid. And they did. Goodson was the third back to, to see the field in this game. Nico Regani, fun to watch. Tyrone, they're going to get more and more involved. Brandon Smith, Oliver Martin, Amir Smith-Marset. That, that wide receiver core, folks, is pretty darn good. One more sponsor break, then we'll wrap things up. Want to work part-time hours and make $14.50 an hour? Perishable Distributors of Iowa, PDI, a high V company, they're hiring immediately for their warehouse located in Ankeny. Part-time warehouse selectors build their own schedule. They offer year-round part-time employment working evenings and weekends. Starting wage of $14.50 per hour plus opportunities for incentives. Apply online today at contactpdi.com. If you like a flexible schedule, being physically active in a fast-paced environment where you're rewarded for the hard work you do, this is the job for you. Apply today at contactpdi.com. Nate Stanley hit 10 different receiving targets in this game. And there was a tight end uh, involved. Sean Byer, three catches, three targets. We go in here and look at just a few more of these comparison stats. On first downs, Iowa had 33 first down plays. They gained 208 yards on first downs, averaging 6.3 yards. Miami, just 3.3 yards per play on first downs. That's really good both ways. Really good. Iowa averaged 5.4 yards per carry on their on their rushing attempts. Stanley was 9 of 12 through the air on first downs. It's not bad. 13 rushing first downs for Iowa, 11 passing first downs. Two came uh, by penalty, as I mentioned. Iowa 6 of 6 in the red zone. Iowa's average distance to gain on third down, 4.8. That is what you want to see. Get it below 5. Iowa gained an average of seven yards per third down play. Iowa's offense had just two three and outs. Don't count that last two plays to end the game. Just two three and outs. So we'll see this week what the prognosis is on Alaric Jackson. Iowa hosts Rutgers next week. 
Then they play Iowa State. I don't know about you. Don't know about all you guys. Some of you will not see this way the same way that I did. But I'm pretty darn optimistic. Pretty darn optimistic on what I saw. A wide receiver core for the first time since 2010. A legit wide receiver core, excuse me for the first time since 2010. And yeah, that may be sliding some of the guys that have been here since then. I'm not sliding their effort. It just hasn't been a good group. Hasn't been a good group at all. They got a really good group right now. Really excited to see that. Really excited to see that. All right, that'll wrap it up for this opening edition of the Instant Reaction Podcast. Dace and I will be back talking more about this this week. As always, thank you for your support of our podcast and all that we do at HawkeyeNation.com, and I'll be talking to you soon.